Hello, I'm Bo Huang, CFA, and welcome to the CFA UK in Conversation podcast. This is the show for investment professionals all about issues, interests, and insights in today's profession. In this episode, we'll be talking to Emma Cleveland, founder and managing director at Cleveland Co., a legal advisory and training firm. Asking about her views on how to manage a high-performing diverse team during the COVID-19 period. Hello, Emma. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Now, today we are not going to discuss about uh, investment-related uh, topics um, because actually uh, more and more CFA UK members are interested in their career development. And according to our survey, actually more members are interested in um, how to be a good leader. So actually leadership skills and soft skills are the key um, I would say, uh, hot topics that our uh, members need more and more support from us. So um, we'll be very interested in your view about how you have led your team, uh, a high-performing, actually very diverse team, and doing the difficult COVID-19 periods. Uh, can you share us with some of the good things or the practices that you have been put in place? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely been an interesting time. And I think for... A lot of us, the first time that we've experienced something like this. Um, so it's been uh, uh, something that I've tried to sort of challenge uh, within the team, but within the context of us always having open communication within the team, because a very um, collaborative environment already. So it's always nice to make sure that when you're dealing with these things that everything is communicated and you take feedback from the team as well as the other way around. So happy to chat um, and share what we've been doing anyway. Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, very good. So uh, how do you feel about using Zoom and our Teams or these kind of virtual tools to communicate with your team? Because I think some managers still feel that it's difficult to communicate this way because you don't see the, the face of your team. And, uh, you know, sometimes difficult issues are, are still very hard to communicate it by Zoom. Mm. Yeah, I think that we're quite fortunate that when I set up the firm, we set it up to be very agile. So we already used all of these tools um, as you know normal course of business, and we have been since inception. So, um, and actually, it's even part of our recruitment process. So I think that we we didn't find it as difficult um, as perhaps other firms that always had that FaceTime. Um, that's not to say that we don't have FaceTime because we have an office um, just using the tool, so that helped. But I think that one of the things that we did and, and I did quite early on was in January when I saw the data in China, um, I decided to test our business continuity plan and have everyone work from home for a period of two weeks. And we tested our systems and our interactions um, and maintaining sort of collaboration within the team um, and there were learnings that we took out of that which when we actually shut in March um, we were able to apply those learnings um, and it's been uh, I, I think a much smoother ride because we had that that test early on. Yeah it's good to know especially it looks like that you have been very well prepared in advance uh, of the of the events <laughs> although we don't uh, forecast these kind of things anyway. 
but uh, with regards to yourself, you know, uh, especially for people uh, like us who have children, young children, and go to school, you know, uh, for 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 managers, entrepreneurs uh, who need to look out for new clients, maintain existing clients, as at at the same time have to do homeschooling. Um, how do you feel the challenge? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have two children myself. Um, and obviously when we went into lockdown, they were at home. Um, and my husband initially was, we were both trying to work. So um, figuring out the new schedule, if you like, was complicated. And with me running in my own firm, I have very little capacity, you know, during normal school hours, unfortunately. Um, so we sort of split it where I did the, the program and the curriculum and ordered books and I, I did sort of preparation in the evenings and on the weekends and then he would do the sort of the day-to-day -day bits and pieces when they needed help. Fortunately they had online school uh, which really helped um, so you know it's just balancing all those things and uh, again dare I say working as a team even at home. Exactly. Because it's it's I guess that yeah. it's a challenging period for all the parents. So we need the support of the other half as well. Probably the other half doing more cooking or um, more, uh, you know, support for the family uh, during this um, challenging period. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we do things like I get up. I'm always up early. Um, so I get up and I, I prepare myself for my day. And then I'll get the kids breakfast and sort of get their stuff out for the day. And then I sort of clock off kid duty and he sort of takes over um, and the evenings he does the evening set. And then I do the bedtime routine. So it's all <laughs> it's all mixed in. Yeah. So it's all, all very well organized. And uh, yeah, we have to adapt um, actually all of us. Mm. Um, and now actually uh, with uh, more easing going on, uh, more, uh, more firms actually have been encouraging their, their employees to go back to work in the office, although there are different practices in the city. Uh, for example, some of the, the large uh, asset management firms uh, such as Shoulders have been announced recently that they would like to uh, encourage uh, their employees to work from home permanently. So what kind of practice uh, you are adopting at your firm and uh, um, what kind of a flexible schedule you think would be, uh, you know, uh, useful going forward? Mm. Um, so my personal view is, is that I don't think um, anyone should be required to go back into the office at this point. Um, so that, that's what we've applied and I'm allowing people to make their own choice. Um, and as a result, we don't have anyone really going into the office, <laughs> um, which is fine because, as I said, we all use the tools and we work together already using those tools. Um, but, you know, there is obviously things that are better face-to-face, -face, um, but through this time, I guess, you just you have to adapt. And the way that you use the tools, the way that you communicate with people has to be right for the person that you're communicating with. And, and um, so I think we all are adaptable and we can we can compromise and and work through it. Um, but it just I think as a manager, you're the one that has to figure out how you adapt for your staff. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. And uh, do you have the same kind of uh, uh, practices with regards to the senior members of the team or the junior members of the team? 
um, do you use in different coaching um, methods during the COVID-19 or post-COVID-19? Yeah, we do at the moment. Um, I think that our recruitment process is quite vigorous and our values um, for the firm are intelligence, partnership and drive. Um, and so when we recruit, we recruit to those values, um, which means that typically the people that join us are very autonomous and accountable um, and they, they work hard. Um, and if you don't, unfortunately, this isn't the place for you. <laughs> um, so I think at this point we are hiring people um, and we've continued to do that through this period and we've hired them virtually without any meetings um, like mm-hmm. a, a lot of other firms. Um, I, I think that longer term though, so we, we run a graduate program and we run, um, we actually have two interns that are starting in the next couple of weeks are going to be virtual internships. But when we hire people, um, those graduates is what concerns me because we've had graduates in the past and they've not obviously worked before. So even little things like getting up at a regular time and making sure you're in the office on time and learning how to present yourself and dress and and communicate um, in a professional way are all things that I think you learn from being in an office, a professional office environment. Mm -hmm. So I think that we're not going to recruit that category um at the moment um, because that would be too difficult but you know maybe when, when we're through this period then we'll definitely get back into that okay okay and actually i noticed that you have a quite a diverse team from very different nationalities so and also all of your uh, lawyers actually your team uh, are female so is it a coincidence or is it a specific um recruitment criteria in place <laughs> yeah um so we definitely so the first thing is diversity is definitely part of our recruitment process I'm a true believer of different backgrounds and experiences bring different inputs um and into a small team where we are we are working really efficiently and well um, it's it's good to have those different inputs and only going to recruit from Oxford or Cambridge. Uh, I think that you should recruit from everywhere and it's about recruiting the right person um, and actually the right person is the one that has the soft skills that you need, that, that the sort of the drive and, and the partnership ability and the intelligence that are our values. Um, so if you recruit for those personal characteristics and they've done a law degree, I don't think you can go wrong. Um, I'd much prefer someone from a university that I'd never heard of who has all those characteristics and is eager to learn and and really push their career than have someone who comes in from Oxbridge and is, you know, doesn't necessarily portray those attributes. So it looks like it's really a, you know, a certain criteria that you're looking for, the quality and also the the diversity you're looking into rather than just... uh, you know, uh, so it, it's a coincidence. It's a female lawyer team that uh, uh, you are looking <laughs> to <laughs> all yeah, sorts it, of the diversity. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's a unique diversity, I would say. Um, but, yeah, the, the fact that it's all women is complete um, just fluke. It, I think um, one of the interesting things that we find, which is actually triggered by our recruitment processes, is, is that um, we have have and we as the second stage of the recruitment process there's an intray exercise which is which is a written exercise which lots of firms do um 
but we have basically a 98% dropout rate of men at that point. So we, we can have, for any role we advertise, we have up to 300 or more candidates that are apply. So we get a diverse pool mm-hmm. um, in terms of sex, sex diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, by the end, they, they don't submit their written work. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, is there any parting word that you want to share with us um, today? If we're talking about high-performing diverse teams, um, one of the things that we have done is work with um, he's a sort of strengths and super teams coach who's called, his name's Mike Pegg, and he is excellent. And he very much, we do a lot of work with him and he's also part of our recruitment process to make sure that we are recruiting for our values um, so that we can have this diversity and this high-performing team which we we have and we want to maintain. So we focus on strengths, uh, we focus on developing strengths and we focus on bringing a, a sort of a composite of strengths that complement each other within the team. Um, so I, I think that, you know, not everyone is good at everything, but if you can bring someone who's really good at, you know, the technical stuff and together with someone who's really good with client relationships and, and delivering to dead lines you produce much better work completely agree with regards to complementary skill sets yeah definitely definitely thank you emma for being with us today and all the tips and advice that you shared with us uh with our cfe uk membership um thank you very much for listening look out for our next podcast details in the regular cfe uk newsletter or subscribe to CFE UK's SoundCloud channel. Find out more at www.cfuk.org slash podcasts. Thank you very much. Thank you.